Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. I'm Kyle Knight, I'm the youth and digital minister here at Fathom. Thank you for listening in wherever you're you're listening. Uh, today we've got a special guest here, um, Brian Finlayson. Brian, welcome. Thanks, Kyle. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah, thank you for Good being be here. here. How are you doing? Good. Good. It's nice. Good. Nice you enjoying? Are you jo- enjoying the weather? Are you a fall? Well, I mean, it's not really. I. I, I just still warm. I get tired of all the like dry, warm days. Uh, I know that's bad to say, but yeah. uh, I'm ready for some snow and yeah. some cooler days. Yeah. Are you a are you like a winter kind of person, or are you like a summer sort of person? I'm a more or summer mix- person. Okay. But I I I'll dread it. Uh, I be careful what I wish for because it'll be <laughs> snowy and cold in January, and I'll I'll. I'll regret saying that yeah. I, I don't like these warm, <laughs> nice November days. You're like me. I, I, in the, su- in the summer, I love the summer, especially here in Colorado. And then when it gets to just be too much, I'm over it. Yeah. And then I'm like now, especially fall, I'm like, bring on cooler weather. I, maybe, maybe some snow and then I'll be over snow like super quickly. Right. <laughs> like, it'll be January. I'm like, okay, I'm done with it. Like I like good it. winter. Good winter is yes. from between Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's exciting yeah. and the lights and <laughs> you're getting ready and then come new year and you're just ready for that slog from you're January to done March. Then, yeah. Then it's, it's kind of, and not, then you get not great spring here in Colorado, which is just heavier, heavier snow. Yeah. Through April and May. <laughs> it's fun. Um, well, <laughs> thank you, Brian, uh, for being here. Uh, we are going to be talking about something, um, pretty interesting, I think. And I, I don't know about you listener, um, something that maybe in the Christian circles, I I should say, um, might be a little polarizing, I guess, or something that some people either you like to talk about it or you really don't. Um, and that is, um, we're going to be talking about finances and money, 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 money. Um, so yeah, so you might, I mean, we know there's a lot of times in scripture where Jesus talks about money. Um, and I think a lot of the times it's kind of negative. There's like kind of a negative view on it. Like, don't be all about your money. Um, all this other kind of stuff. So, but um, we brought Brian here today because of his background, and um, he actually like really, you really wanted, you really wanted to talk about this. I right? love yeah. talking about yeah. money. <laughs> love, love talking about money. Um, so let's uh, let's just hear a little bit more about you, Brian, um, about yourself, your personal life, where you grew up, your family, those sorts of things, so we could get to know you a little bit better before we start talking about money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I am. From Colorado originally, um, both my parents grew up in Colorado Springs, and that's pretty much where I grew up. My dad was in the Air Force, so for the early part of my life, we moved around a little bit, and uh, I've been in Colorado since 1982. So, um, grew up down there in the Springs, went to Air Academy High School, and then I actually did Army ROTC in college. So mm-hmm. I was an Army officer for four years after college, and. Got stationed. I was in the the perfect time to be in the army. It was the late '90s, so <laughs> never got shot at and right. had a had a had a pretty good experience yeah. overall. So, um, and then I moved back to Colorado after I got out and uh, decided to move to Denver instead. Where of, were you at? Like, where did they 
did you get like stations somewhere? Yeah, I so know. I had actually a pretty pretty good little short four-year career in terms of going different places. I spent a, my first year was in Korea. I spent about two and a half years in Washington State mm-hmm. at Fort Lewis. And then I spent about six months in the middle of that in Hungary. I was supporting the operation down in in Bosnia during that time frame. Cool. So it was like 98. Um, yeah, 1998. Um, so yeah, so I got to see the world and, mm-hmm. and it was really a good experience. But after four years, it was enough because <laughs> yeah. I grew up here and, and I wanted to come back to Colorado and I missed it and then uh, decided to, to come back here, move to Denver just because there was a little bit more opportunity here. And that's where I um, met my wife and started my family. And we've been married since 2006. We have two kids, a 10-year-old daughter, Claire, and a seven, soon-to-be eight-year-old son, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been coming to Fathom really since the just about a couple months after it started so i've been we've known chris from back when he was a worship pastor at aspen grove so we've been connected with a lot of the people here at fathom for a long time so we really love it um and then as far as my kind of work work life i've been i've been in financial services for about a dozen years so I worked for a big investment management firm here in Denver called Oppenheimer Funds for about 10, 11 years until they got bought out by Invesco and then and then decided to lay everybody off here in Denver. So it was mm-hmm. kind of a, a blessing in disguise because it gave me the 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 push I needed to to do something a little bit different. And that's um, what I'm doing currently is uh, working for a, a company called Thrivent as a financial advisor. And Thrivent's a really cool company because it is a... Uh, it's a not-for-profit and it's a, a Christian membership organization. So it's a little bit um, different than a lot of other financial services mm-hmm. firms, but I like it because I can do everything that you would expect. Um, I can manage investments. I can talk about insurance. I can do financial planning, but um, doing it with a company that has um, more of a, a kingdom perspective and some some other ways of looking at money. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. That's me. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, okay, so first question. Um, why is this important? Why is it important to, I guess just a general question, why is it important to talk about finances? Why is it important for us to be thinking about our finances? I think there's probably a couple of main reasons, and especially in our society, it um, is something that for whatever reason, parents generally don't do a great job of talking to their kids about money. Mm-hmm. So people go off into the world and they have to figure out all this stuff on their own. And a lot of times either they don't have the time or the the energy or the knowledge to devote to it. And they end up not making the best decisions or getting into debt or just, I think the biggest thing is with especially couples and and in a marriage, it is studies show one of the biggest reasons that marriages end. And one of the biggest Mm -hmm. sources of stress within a marriage is, is dealing with finances. So having a conversation around finances and and demystifying finances is something that I think is super important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important as a Christian to have a proper relationship with money so that, you know, Christ is always 
the center of of our lives and and what we focus on. And for some people, money becomes an idol or it becomes something that's a distraction from their relationship with Christ or their their ability to to really be fully building the kingdom because they're they're stressed out about it or they're mm-hmm. they're not confident about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and going back to in scripture, I mean don't quote me on this, but I think like I I've it's it's something crazy like Jesus talks about money the most or it's it's up there with other things the most in scripture. And so it's super important to especially as as believers as Christians to talk about money and and what that looks like in in our lives. And you said um you know it it's it's one of the top reasons marriages end is is fighting over I mean when me and my wife fight it's usually over money it's it's just over over right. things like that where it's like we're fighting over finances again it's like it's just that polarizing thing that gets people mad at each other i guess right <laughs> and yeah. a, lot, a lot of it goes back to your how you were raised and just you know mm-hmm. are you a saver or are you a spender do you have you know, one person in the relationship who's the spender and one's the saver mm-hmm. and that causes mm-hmm. conflict. Um, yeah. I ask questions a lot of times when I meet with couples is, you know, are you, do you hide your savings or do you hide your spending? Cause sometimes, you know, one cut, one member will kind of sneak purchases by the other and mm-hmm. the other will maybe try to hide savings cause they feel like they need to save more. So but I think it's interesting. I mean, going back to just scriptural references, obviously Jesus talks about money a ton. And I think mm-hmm. it's usually in the context of, you know, the ordering of your heart and where's your where where's your heart, but also just the idea that, you know, we're stewards of things and we're given gifts, whether that's financial gifts or other gifts, and we need to be responsible for those. And um and if you look in greater depth in the Bible. There's a lot of conversation around money, even in the Old Testament. And if you read Proverbs, especially, I think there's a lot of really good teaching about money in a way that is, um, money's not being wealthy or having money isn't seen as a bad thing at all Mm -hmm. in, in that book. And, but it's, again, the, the writer of Proverbs talks, praises people who use their money wisely, who build the community with their money, who who are generous. So I think, you know, to have money isn't isn't sinful, but to have money and use it in an improper way is sinful or can be sinful. Right. Right. Um yeah, I was I was gonna ask um how should a Christian view their finances, but that's no, I mean I think yeah. really like stewardship is is mm-hmm. is the idea and that like everything God is in control and God is sovereign and God really ultimately will be the one who is in control of your finances in terms of, of what you, what you do and how much you make and, and, and all that. And so to have the idea that I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to steward my resources that I have the best way I can is I think really at the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So a little bit more specifics now, um, that we're talking about, uh, finances and, um, and things like that. So what are, 
What are some of the biggest mistakes people make in their financial lives? So I think there's really a, a couple things that that people do or don't do that get them into trouble. Mm-hmm. And the you know the number one is debt, and and I think there's actually two ways that people get in trouble with debt. Um, and this is maybe counterintuitive, but the obvious one is that they take on too much debt. Um, but the the second one is that, and I see this sometimes in Christian circles Mm -hmm. is that people are reluctant to take on any debt. And so sometimes taking on debt is good. I mean, you think about, um, may not be as much this way now, but Mm -hmm. in the past it was, you know, taking on student loan debt was wise because it, it it increased the likelihood that you were going to be able to earn more money and Mm -hmm. the amount of debt that you needed to take on wasn't, um, as severe as it is now. So that equation may be changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or were things like buying a house where, you know, maybe, you know, you people were reluctant to to take on that much debt. Um, or 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 things like that. So, you know, again, it goes back to the idea that money should be seen as a tool and you're in control of that tool. And sometimes debt can be um, you know, a wise use of of that tool. Um, the other thing that I see a lot is is people people think a lot about uh, their ways to get ahead financially, mm-hmm. but they don't think about protecting what they have. So in you know in my job, I see a lot of times you know people um, they have an unexpected job loss or they have a, an unexpected setback from a health standpoint, and they don't have emergency savings. They don't have maybe insurance that's sufficient. So just you know, thinking about ways to protect where you are um, as a first step can be really helpful. And then, um, you know, second, the last thing is is budgeting. I think, especially you know, you mentioned couples, and that's it's mm-hmm. a huge source of stress. But I think if you can actually take time to talk about your values and what's important to you, and integrate that into into a budget, it it can diffuse a lot of those fights, and it can really help you to get control of your finances. Right. Those are, those are all good. Um, what I'm just thinking of, cause we, we keep mentioning kind of the times that we're in, obviously we're, we're in a weird year. What are some of the, what are some of the things you've seen this year? Some of the, the common things with people's finances, what they're struggling with, those sorts of things. What is, what has this year been kind of like in dealing with, COVID-19, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's been, it's been interesting because like everything, it's just, it's been, it's been weird. Mm -hmm. There's been like, I was a, I worked in finances in, in 2008. So I saw what happened during that market Mm -hmm. crash and it, and this is completely different, even though this is a little bit of a, of a similar kind of out of the blue thing that nobody saw coming. But I think people are much more um, kind of hunkered down, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like people don't want to really do anything, um, which actually is probably the right thing to do. Whereas mm-hmm. in 2008, m- most people just wanted to get out of the stock market or, or um, you know, save their investments. And I think this year people are just, let's see what happens, especially with the election, right. you know? Yeah. What's going to happen? 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of my conversations have just been around um, kind of keeping people calm and keeping people focused on the long term because it doesn't seem like it now, but in a couple years, we'll look back and this will be something that we live through and and life will, I think, get back to normal in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it will. It will at some point. <laughs> it will get back to normal. Um, What are some... For for people that are listening that have never, whatever age they're at, maybe most likely probably younger, uh, but that have just never thought about their finances, that have just never really put that a priority on that. What are some um, some of your some of your tips, some of your encouragement for someone who's listening to this going? I don't like I don't need to listen to that because it's not that important, or maybe I I do. What are just some some encouragement you would give to somebody who hasn't really thought about this or doesn't take this as a priority. And and I know not first priority, but a priority. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that a lot of times people put off because they, they don't want to deal with it or because it's, it's uncomfortable to deal with. So the unfortunate thing is the longer you put things off, the longer, the, the harder it is to, to deal with. And, Mm -hmm. You know, I think specifically about a lot of times conversations that I have are geared towards people thinking about retirement. And right. And I think sometimes you get the idea that everybody who is working wants to retire at some certain age and then do nothing the rest of their life. <laughs> but that's not I mean, that's not for everybody. And I don't know if that's, um, you know, always even biblical for some people. Um, for some people, it is because they work really hard their whole life and, you know, they work maybe a job where. They just can't keep doing it. But Mm -hmm. if you could, you know, if so, this idea that, um, you know, everything should be oriented towards saving for retirement is maybe a little bit of a different or maybe not the best way to look at it, but Mm -hmm. looking at it towards how can I be financially independent at some point where I don't have to worry about my finances and Mm -hmm. putting a plan together around that. But I think, you know, the the, the biggest thing that that people kind of don't think of is, you know, number one, especially if, if you're working and your employer offers a retirement plan is, you know, always make sure that you contribute enough to get any match that's available because mm-hmm. that's that's free money to yourself. Um, you know, if you can start your own retirement savings that that you own, because, again, that's something that you can continue to contribute to. And especially if you have a plan in place around it can really, you know, help set you up. Um, think about also taxes in your retirement savings because most people, their retirement savings is in a 401k or something similar. Mm -hmm. And all that money goes in before you pay or pre-tax. So you haven't paid taxes on it. And then it grows tax-free. But then when you retire or then when you start being able to take money out of that account, you have to pay taxes on it. So, you know, maximize your sources of of income down the road that are are not going to be taxed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I think really the biggest thing is budgeting. If you can start coming up with a budget and I know people aren't always really committed to it in terms <laughs> of every penny and every purchase, mm-hmm. but if you can even get a good idea of here's what I spent on groceries a month, here's what I spent on going out to to eat. And and even if you don't track it down to the penny, but just 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 start looking at it every month and adding it up and I know for me my big 
item on my budget that always is is something that I'm surprised at how much I spend is going out to meals because mm-hmm. I like to go to lunch. I like to go to Chipotle. I, I don't like bringing my lunch. I like to go to different places for lunch and mm-hmm. it ends up being a lot of money every month. And so if I didn't, if I wasn't aware of that, you know, it, it could be a huge drain on, on my finances, but right. I'm aware, I'm at least aware of it. And then I say, okay, I can go out to lunch two times a week right. instead of five times a week. Right. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that people can start doing right now that would have an immediate impact on their finances? Cause I think, uh, um, I think we, we'd love to, we're, we're in a society, we love things now and we'd love to see change now. And sometimes I think me, like when I, when I think about my finances, it's like, oh, saving, like I'm not, I'm not going to see that impact or whatever it is for a while with money. Cause you, you build stuff up, but what are some things that people can be doing now that would have an immediate impact on their finances? So I think one thing that, you know, you, you can take a look at is like monthly subscription services. How many of those are you using? How mm-hmm. much are they costing you every month when you add them up? Because there's so many things that it's like nine ninety nine a month, fifteen dollars a month, and and that's like everything keep, nowadays. You keep like doing it, and they make <laughs> yes. it easy because then you then it just comes yeah. out every month, and yeah. you, you use the service without it. it seems free mm-hmm. to you right. because I mean you just think Netflix. Um, I have serious, you have like four different ones XM, to watch. Yeah, Sirius yeah. XM Prime. <laughs> Um, yeah, like Hulu and all yeah, this other and, stuff. And we're not, I'm not super, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not really very oriented that way, but then yeah. you start to add it up and wow, we do, we spend a lot. It, we just spent a lot of time in quarantine. And so I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of Disney people Plus. signed we up We added for Disney all the, Plus because yeah. the kids want yeah, to oh, yeah. you know, watch oh, Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> so, and, and I'm not saying to, to just get rid of all that stuff, mm-hmm. but do you, are you using it all, all the time? Is it, is mm-hmm. it a good, a good use of your money? Um, and then building up like emergency savings. I know like the Dave Ram, if people have been through Dave Ramsey, which Mm -hmm. I know a lot of Christians have, that's a big thing that, that he preaches, but I really agree with it because how many times does it come up that you need new, you you need new tires and you didn't expect to have that expense. And then you're out 800, a thousand dollars or the refrigerator breaks or just anything that's just a, one of those unexpected expenses that you end up either, you know, putting it on a credit card because, well, I don't have an extra thousand dollars sitting around. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put twenty five, fifty dollars a month into a savings account, you know, within a year, you could be pretty close. And then those kinds of things don't. They're annoying, but they don't kill you like mm-hmm. they would if you if you don't have that emergency savings. Um, and then just I think one of the things that you can do is talk to your spouse or your kids about finances mm-hmm. in a, not when it's an immediate source of stress, but, but have a conversation about what, you know, what are our goals? What, what do we want to do mm-hmm. and how can we, how can we work towards that? Um, That's such a in good a financial point. way. <laughs> yeah. And doing it in the time where it's not, like you didn't just have to drop a couple grand on an emergency sort of thing. That's probably not the best time to. Yeah. Let's sit and talk about. Or like, Chris, like Christmas is, is kind oh, of on yeah. the horizon. Like oh, yeah. having a conversation about, okay, 
here's the people in our lives that we want to yeah. buy things for and here's 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 what, the ones we here's don't want to buy things for or, yeah or right <laughs> yeah or yeah. or just what's our budget and what are we going to spend on each person or each kid how's yeah. that going to look so because inevitably at the end of december you you really look back and you're like man we spent way more you than get we that credit card bill and you're like what and did i do we didn't it's because we didn't talk about it yeah and we didn't plan for it mm-hmm. um or any i mean just really anything like that like retirement what does that look like mm-hmm. how long do you want to work um and having that plan in place so that you're not you know freaked out about it mm-hmm. and then it's it's 10 years until you retire and you're and you're like wow we didn't really now we got to start really saving right yeah. Yeah. Those are all, I mean, those are all good. It, I wasn't even thinking of the, the holiday season that's coming up that it's like, this is the most time. This is, I feel like the biggest time where people stress about money and yeah. spend too much. And we're still in a pandemic. Like we're still in this weird year on top of it. And so I know, I know me and my wife had started, have already started talking about those things. Cause we're like, okay, we know this year is coming up. We have now two kids, but I mean, we're not going to buy a bunch of toys for our newborn, but it's like our, our boy, we always spend so much on him. And then after Christmas, we're like, what, what did we do? Because we sort of had a budget, but yeah. I feel like holiday stuff kind of is like, yeah, but we have this budget where we want to stick to, but it's, it's Christmas and it's, right. it's And I think with kids, it's, it even goes beyond just the the financial piece of it, but it's the, it's the, it's the materialism and how everybody, I don't know. Like when I was growing up, my grandparents like gave me one little thing at Christmas, but I feel like, you know, both my parents and my, my wife's parents, they just give our kids a ton of stuff. Yes. And it's like, even have a conversation about that with, with grandparents is like, (laughs) I know you really want to be generous and you are in a position to be generous, but you know, are, what values are we passing on to our kids if they're getting right. so much stuff at Christmas? And it, and it's hard because, you know, you remember when you were a kid and how cool it was to get yeah. toys at Christmas, but, you know, yeah. you see it, you see it throughout the year when there's expectations about, mm-hmm. I want this, I want that. Yeah. So, um, and again, that's just, that's something like where you can teach about finances in a just a very indirect way of, you know, we don't, we don't get everything we want because we have to wait and we, you know, we need to delay our gratification. That's a, that's a huge skill for kids to learn is that they don't get everything that they want when they want it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll wrap up here in a minute, but a a couple more things. Um, what is probably like one or two of the biggest things you have learned in, in your life about finances, um, good or bad, um, just some of your, the biggest things that you can look back on and be like, that was, that was a learning point. I learned that something that people can take away from that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny cause you know, I spent 10 years working with investments and I think sometimes that is an area where people get a lot of, they have a lot of fear and uncertainty mm-hmm. around. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I learned is that, if you can say, if you can put money into an investment account and just let it grow and not, 
not look at it and not just mm-hmm. keep putting money into it that it the amount of the amount of growth that you can get in your money that's really incredible um mm-hmm. you know it's the power of compound interest plus the power of just the growth inherent in the US economy um it's it's really um you know easy for people to do nowadays with mm-hmm. you know their their company's 401k's um all that stuff i think you know that's something that i think is is an area that you know people kind of are scared of but but ne- shouldn't necessarily be um i think the biggest you know the biggest thing around finances for me is that um you know money is is just is just a tool like if you think of it that way then it loses a lot of the i think emotion attached to it right mhm yeah 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 cuz i think a lot of us when we even when we think about i mean even just bring it and that's why i said at the very beginning of this it's like you bring up let's talk about money and people automatically you're either oh like oh cuz they think of oh like my money's not that great. Like we yeah. don't have a lot. It's it's it has a very emotional attachment. And there's to, a, and especially in America where you compare mm-hmm. yourself to other people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I think that's like when I when I when I meet with people and talk to them, I think the biggest fear that people have is that I'm going to tell them no. Is that I'm going to be right. just somebody who's like always telling them no. You can't do that. You can't do right. that. Yeah. You can't spend money. And and that's not at all. Um, what what financial planning is right, about yeah but it's all about just coming it's really planning and it's um yeah, it's not telling them. me how <laughs> you i don't tell people what their values should be or right. what their goals for retirement should be or you know how how much they need to you know budget for x y or z right. but it's more is this going to work if it doesn't work here's what will work or if you change this then it will work so again that 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 helps you think more of like money is a tool mm-hmm. than something else something that has you know a, a an emotional value right. or, or says something about your worth as a person which it doesn't right yes that is that is probably the best point to make i guess during, that's the biggest thing this. is like it's i know like, yeah. like um whether whether you have a lot of money or or not a lot of money has no bearing on whether you're loved by God or whether yeah. you're, um, you know, living a, a, a sinful life or right, I, I just yeah. feel like people put attached, like, because I'm in this financial situation, it means X. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of money because I'm a good person or mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of money because I haven't been a good person. And that's, um, I think a terrible way to look at it. And it's, 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 comes from not a place of of you know god doesn't want us to think of of ourselves that way and and god doesn't bless us with more money or less money because of of anything that we've done to deserve it mm-hmm. it's just um his provision for everybody's different yeah amen to that that's that a good word okay as we kind of wrap it up um i just want to kind of give you the floor talk about 
you can give a plug about what <laughs> what you do. Hey, like your um also your contact information where yeah. people can get a hold of you, have any questions, reach out to you. Again, what Brian does is to to help. And I I I'm glad that you made that point of like when people think going to like a financial advisor is like, oh, they're gonna tell me everything I can't do or shouldn't do, or like, no, no, no. It's like, no, they are actually there to help you. Right. So yeah, so so talk it's about like going to the dentist where, you know, like they're gonna get on me because I don't oh, floss totally. enough. It's Ugh. like I'm gonna go to this, you know, he's gonna say I don't save enough or whatever. Yeah. But so so yeah, talk like about that. what you give a little plug about about you. Yeah. So I mean hopefully like it's come across that I'm I'm passionate about this kind of yeah. stuff and I I have a background that I've been fortunate to really learn a lot about um, a lot of different aspects of, of financial planning, but, you know, especially, you know, the investment side of things. Um, but what I really like to do is just help people figure out kind of where they are, diagnose what they need to do or what mm -hmm. they can start doing or, or change to get to where they want to be and, and be a partner um, with them. So, um, you know, I can, work as what's called a fiduciary with people. And that means that I act in their best interest as, as my, as a client. So, um, I'm not trying to, you know, sell any particular product or, mm. or anything like that, but just, you know, what's, what's best for you. Um, and I can really do all aspects of financial planning. I can help with, um, investments, with saving for retirement, with, um, budgeting, with insurance, um, tax planning, and so really I just welcome the opportunity to get to know people and find out their story and, and find out how I can help, um, again, look at money as a tool for them to, to use, to get to where they want to go. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, how could people reach out to you? So the easiest way to get a hold of me is, um, my phone, uh, 720-837-3624. That's my cell. Um, it's my business number as well. Or you can uh, email me. It's uh, Brian B R I A N dot Finlayson F I N L A Y S O N at Thrivent T H R I V E N T dot com, and love to take an opportunity to uh, take you to coffee, take you to lunch. Obviously, I can do Zoom meetings like everybody else <laughs> if if that's something you're interested in. Um, but more than anything. I just, I'm, I'm a laid back guy and I'm not going to yeah. um, give you like the, the hard sell or anything, but I'm going to say, Hey, here's, here's, here's how I work. Here's some ways I might be able to help you. What do you think? And it's as simple as that. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll link to all of uh, Brian's contact info in the show notes uh, below, but uh, thank you for being here. Um, any, any last words of wisdom for all our listeners? <laughs> I guess it's just, um, you know, live generously and, and we're called to be stewards of our, of mm. our money and be generous with it. And I know Chris talks about it every Sunday, the, the, the idea of giving our first and our, and our best to God. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the more I see people who, who do that regularly, you know, the, the more I'm just blown away by how God provides for those people and blesses those people. And again, we're not, we're not trying to do this. So God will show us favor, but we do it as obedience and, and we do it in response to what he's done for us. So. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, thank you, Brian. Um, some, some good stuff. Contact Brian if you have any questions about all of this. Um, but we are so glad you are here to, to talk about this stuff with us. Um, thank you, church, for listening. Um, we love you, and we'll catch you next time.